Hey, Anna. Hey, Mike. So I've registered Billy on Petly on the app, like you suggested, but I haven't really got into it. And I'm thinking, well, you know, he's he's six now and he's he's pretty well behaved. So like, really, what's the point of uh, the Petly app? What's it going to do for me? Well, the Petly app is about understanding that your life with your dog is a journey. And through your journey, just like with us humans, we change and develop over our life stages. And, you know, enriching your dog mentally as well as physically is so important. So for me, for example, with my cases that I see, I'll help dogs on the day and throw so much advice at clients that I know I can see that they can't absorb it all. So, of course, we supply notes and follow up and back up. But what I can't do as a physical human being is be with these people every single day. So where Petley comes in is that it's on an app and it's easily accessible from home. It comes in all sorts of different levels from puppy up to senior in terms of training advice, new activities to try and engage your dog to do. There's always more to do with your dog. This is how I see it. You know, I don't believe people tap into their dog's olfaction enough, not in a way that you can turn every dog into a little mini police search and rescue dog in your own home. And that really enriches dogs. It wears them out so quickly. And then they feel so confident and satisfied when they find what you were asking them to sniff out. So it's about helping your dog and learning more about what makes your dog tick and how to get the best out of your dog. Okay, you got me sold. I will get back into the app and look into it a bit more and I will find a program that's suitable for Billy. So to get Petly, P-E-T-L-I, do what I did. Download it from the App Store or Google Play. Hey, Mr. Binks. I'm about to zoom off to the London Vet Show, so I'll see you later. I can't wait because I'm meeting up with the team from the Raw Feeding Vet Society and with Esther and Will from Paleo Ridge. And we're hopefully going to be talking to lots of vets about the benefits of feeding raw. I'm Anna Webb. Welcome to A Dog's Life. Hello, Esther Logue. Hi, Anna. Hello, Will Green. Hello, Anna. <laughs> Hello, Anna Webb. Hello. <laughs> um, we're currently at the London Vet Show, and we've just taken a little break to go to a, a quiet space away from the, the hubbub of the show to have a chat about vets and raw food. So, Will, tell us how the show's going this year for you already. Well, fantastic. I think... Um can't believe it's a year i know yeah then we were sat in the same place uh it's excellent um yeah i think it's really important you know really important for us to engage with vets we're here actually supporting the rfps yeah the raw feeding veterinary society um who just had their conference on the weekend so we're we've got um all sorts of nutritious facts in our heads at the moment about um raw feeding and all sorts so we're speaking to vets to basically talk to the um the, the, through the benefits of raw and you know um trying to get away from uh, some of the myths and all sorts yeah. yeah when you say myths and vets um you know um over the years i've 
had quite a, a cold response, shall we say, from vets when I've mentioned uh, that I feed my dogs on, you know, a raw, balanced and complete meal. Often, you know, they, they go a bit ashen white and they don't really know what to say apart from do a knee-jerk reaction um, that is, well, I don't approve of that or, um, well, you know, that science isn't there, that that's a balanced and complete solution. And they almost feel as though they're, you know, grasping at straws. Esther, what would you say to that? Um, so I would say, I think, you know, I, I think it's just a lack of education thing in terms of nutrition, because, um, you know, I think we all know now that vets only get a very small amount of nutrition training during their during their whole time of training to become a vet, which is um, which is quite small. Mm. <laughs> um, so now we're getting more and more people, um, we're getting more vets becoming interested in the raw uh, feeding world because they're getting lots of customers who are asking them about raw feeding and they want some advice. And it's really great to see that vets are starting to open their mind to raw feeding, um, which is one of the great benefits of being at the London Vet Show. Yes, and I think, you know, the Raw Feeding Vet Society was invited by the organisers to you know have a stand on the basis again it's demand absolutely and i think it's important to say that um it's you know vets have a very very tough job they have um you know a busy schedule there's a lot that comes in they never know what's going to come through their door and you know it's it's very difficult for them and it's quite telling that you know the first talk this morning was um was was brendan speaking about um raw feeding and it was absolutely packed it was very you know very popular talk so people want to learn. Um, it's just um, improving the access to learning about raw feeding, Im- Im- improving the access to um, nutritional advice, you know, that, that might not be available to them. Absolutely. And uh, it's just great that it's being driven, I think, by actual, you know, pet parents, dog owners who might be thinking about a healthier lifestyle for themselves and in doing so learn perhaps about the microbiome in a human and why they need to be fueling that for themselves and think well gosh what about my dog now Esther you're studying a lot of nutrition and in fact a course a bit like my course about overall you know um, naturopathic wellness so what would you say to vets you know asking on the stand here today about uh, the bio of availability for example of raw over processed yeah so i would say um you know a a lot of the people i've spoken to actually today who've approached the stand have said that they you know not only are they getting customers coming in and asking about you know raw food them themselves are actually learning more about human nutrition so because they're doing that it's opening their eyes to you know what their dog is feeding and i think the more research that's being done now from vets looking into raw feeding they are starting to understand that you know what is actually bioavailable for a dog why processed foods are damaging to not only the microbiome but you know everything else in the body um and it's just really interesting to see vets kind of start to come out about this um and I think there is still a lot of you know there's still a lot of myths about raw feeding there is you know the whole bacteria thing and you know it's quite scary for a lot of people but that's why there's organizations like the RFVS you know who are there to help people to guide people and then there's companies you know who support them like Paleo Ridge um who again have you know, their phone lines are open, their emails are open so that anybody who has any questions and wants to do raw feeding the right way, they've got all of this help there. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's so brilliant. I mean, you know, speaking for myself, I've seen dogs transform from a switch-in diet. Um, and I just think there are vets out there already that champion raw. We mustn't pretend that all vets don't like raw at all, you know. Yeah. So, um, and it's just about creating perhaps space in, in stores for them to have freezers. Or are you thinking more just for recommending raw or thinking for vets that do have, you know, uh, boutique outlets to stock raw as well? Will, what do you think? Well, we've got um, we've got vets in the UK that, that stock pillage um and recommend it and you know we're very proud of our our vets program we we if people can't um stock the product because they don't have a freezer or can't, don't have the space for a freezer then we have a referral scheme you know an affiliate scheme that they can be part of so there's lots of options for that and i think um you know so we're we're hope, hopefully paving the way for working closer with the vets as we go on I mean, it is. It's a massive route to market, and it would just be so great. Speaking from my own experience over, you know, in the last twenty years, to be welcomed at a vet when you know they know that you feed raw, um, rather than not welcomed. Really, that's um, unfortunately my own experience. So I look forward to a new, you know, journey really with with dogs in the future, where you know you're not. Um, pigeonholed because I think some people I remember once somebody thought I was a member of a cult because I fed my dog raw <laughs> Esther wow okay um yeah so that's that's a bit crazy uh you know feeding a dog a species appropriate diet is shouldn't be seen as a cult <laughs> um but the thing is about you know the vets club that we offer is like we we basically want vets to feel comfortable with raw feeding you know we want them to be able to offer it to their to their clients because uh, you know a lot of people are moving over to the way of raw if they can distribute raw food from their practice and know that it's safe and they can give the reassurance to their customers then that is basically all we want we just want you know everybody to have an open mind about it and be able to have access to raw feeding um so that's why we're offering this exclusive vets club, you know, with an exclusive discount for vets so they can offer um, good food for species appropriate diet. And the only cult is the cult of the curious. Uh, <laughs> and we all want to learn. And I think actually there's a really um, there's a really good quote from from marketing from the marketing side and consumer behavior, which is that people are afraid of things that they don't understand. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, usually when you can explain things, when people can understand things in the long term you know it you get over these barriers and you know and i think that's the that's what we're trying to do that's what you know that what need that's what it needs to happen because you know we're what 10 to 20 percent of people are feeding raw now and you know vets can't uh, afford to omit those people from from the services they offer because you know people will stop um stop going to vets and that's not what we want we don't want that we want people to go to vets we want um vets to have a, a full offering you know to be able to support people through their their raw feeding journey and um and everything else you know their, their dog's health and their dog's life absolutely and it is all about change and about learning in life um, whatever you do and an improvement you know even on an individual level but I do remember a vet practice I won't mention any names in London um who wasn't awfully supportive about me feeding Molly on raw ages ago my first miniature bull terrier particularly raw green tripe latterly um many years later I, I went in there actually 
to buy a bag of um, prescription diet, actually, as I had to study a bag of it for my study that I did on uh, natural nutrition, you see. And I noticed, I won't mention any brands, but it was a, a lovely raw freezer in there, a vertical freezer. And I just said to the girl in reception, gosh, how times change. <laughs> and um, she just said very, very sort of, you know, monosyllabically, m- minimum emotion, bestseller. I went, doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Esther, one more word from you. Well, I think that says it all, really. Um, and that's for, like amazing to hear that that's happened. But I can guarantee you that that's happened all over the country. Um, you know, and I just really, really hope that more and more vets will just be open minded. You know, we're not we're not telling them that they should suddenly start recommended raw full stop and get rid of all the food that they have now it's just to be open-minded give it a try and just try and understand the customer's needs yeah 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 yeah. and understand that raw feeding pet parents really care about their dogs um you know and and they want to get on with their vets as well don't they will yeah everyone wants to get on together i think it's um you know what it comes back to is it's just really important that um people um kind of are open to educate themselves you know they're o- open to look into things and to actually you know before um making a decision about like what you're going to feed your dog make sure you educate yourself i think everybody understands that in most um most uh kind of types of pets the the, the different types of pets that you can get you need to do your research you need to make sure that you're going to be able to look after that dog you need to make sure you're going to be able to afford to do so and um, so you need to make sure that you've researched what kind of things your dog should be eating and what kind of nutrition is important to keep that dog healthy. Um, keep that dog away from the vets for the wrong reasons in the long term as well. Yes, I mean, that's, um, uh, that is a key here, isn't it? That I think raw-fed dogs do stay away from the vets, perhaps a bit more you know, in terms of less allergies, um, less reactions to flea bites, um, you know, lots of calcium in their bones, keeps them, you know, um, less arthritic. Well, basically, raw food feeding reduces inflammation in the body rather than promoting inflammation in the body. But that's all part of the journey to learn. So, Will, Esther, you were both up at the Raw Feeding Vet Society conference at the weekend, which sadly I didn't get to because it was quite far away, but I wish I had because it sounded like there were a lot of juicy um, conversations. And you did speak to a few vets up there, didn't you, Will? Absolutely, yeah. We had a really good time up there and it was actually the first time I've been to a um, RFES conference as well. So, um, I'm not say the biggest expert in nutrition and so hearing like firsthand from you know leaders in 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 the field of um uh, canine nutrition was absolutely amazing and um i think the funny thing was that a lot of us all bought supplements while we were up there because of uh some of the things even though it was um for for you know canine nutrition it there were so many things that go into human nutrition as well and i just um i, I, th- I think yeah really just a, it's like an eye opener um that, you know, we can have deficiencies if we're not covering nutritional bases and, you know, the best way to cover nutrition and, like, we were talking about earlier, bioavailability of um, of ingredients and the, so, you know, you can get synthetic supplements and they don't, you know, they don't get absorbed by the body, they just pass through the body because they're not bioavailable. And I thought that was really interesting um, because it, you know, it, it built on the knowledge I already have working for Paleo Ridge. 
Um, but yeah, thought it was really, really cool. Yeah, that is interesting, the synthetic supplements. I know supplements, I've recently started to buy a supplement that really claims everything's clean on a human level because um, supplements do have a lot of fillers in. Um, so there's so anyway, I'm buying my own human supplements that are now you know supposed to be clean. But of course, Esther, there's nothing better than getting everything from the whole actual food. Yeah, exactly. I mean, same with, you know, humans, dogs, the the best uh, nutrients you can get is fresh whole vitamins, which come from natural foods or plants, you know, for us. Um, but these all of these synthetic supplements that are being marketed now are, you know, like you said, they're full of fillers and the, the actual type of vitamins and minerals they use in them aren't actually that bioavailable to us. So we only as humans absorb about four percent of some of those so you know in in terms of dogs as well i imagine it's probably about the same um so by feeding a raw natural diet you're going to get all of the vitamins and minerals so you don't need to supplement and you know your dogs are getting them firsthand they they are bioavailable um and they're abundant as well so you don't have to have lots of different you know types of supplements you can get it all from one meal which is yeah. incredible <laughs> yeah it does seem ridiculously simple <laughs> you know but in a way that's what it is nature is simple it's not a complicated thought process really you know you are what you eat um this really isn't new you know Hippocrates was talking about this in 600 BC so um it's maybe to go forward we need to go back a little bit what do you think I totally agree. It's, you know, even back to Ayurvedic medicine, which was, you know, over 5,000 years ago or however long. Um, and, you know, their their stance was about, you know, the science of life. And the science of life is you need food, and nutritious food, water, exercise, sunshine, you know, all of these wonderful things, nature. Um, and it really is that simple. And I know that there's a lot of for humans and for dogs there's so many things on the market for us to be able to buy whether it's processed foods uh you know supplements when in reality if we go back to the basics um and give our bodies what they need which is you know good nutritious food then um sometimes there's not a need for all of these additionals yeah no i i i agree with that what do you think will well um Sometimes, sometimes Esther says things and I don't necessarily understand everything. But <laughs> what I think um, is important is if you think like what, why we feed supplements and uh, supplements uh, in my eyes are there to cover deficiencies. So if you're covering the bases with the actual food in the first place, you don't need to feed as much in, the, in terms of supplements to cover any deficiencies because their food in, in the first place is more nutritious. And I think that kind of comes back to why we like, you know, have the... The recipes that we have um, for certain foods that we we sell because we make sure that we cover more nutritional bases and that might be adding pancreas to a food or it might be adding like a, a you know a specific type of offal sometimes it's um making sure that you know a single protein has enough of a variety of like ingredients in that so that it doesn't just you know cover cover a really narrow um nutritional base mm. No, so interesting. I mean, I was, when I was speaking to a vet recently, um, you know, I explained that everything was in my cat's food. And, and it was like, yeah, you're right, because it's already in the food, right, Anna? Yes, it's already in the food. But it, 
did take a moment, you know, but I think that's what education's all about, isn't it? And this is what yeah. Paleo's hoping to do with your vet club. Yeah, definitely. That's all we want to do is just educate people, um, for, you know, for the benefit of, of dog owners, uh, cat owners, you know, is that... Um, yeah, we just want people to, to know all of the facts and know that this is a perfectly safe way of feeding your pet. And um, yeah, going forward, you know, we will keep trying to educate as much as we can. And there's never any, you know, judgment towards people who haven't fed raw before. You know, it's um, we we just want to be there uh, for, you know, uh, reassurance. We want to be there for advice and basically just for vets to know that we're always open to have discussions about the benefits of raw feeding and answer any questions that they might have. Fantastic. I love that. Will, lastly, just, um, uh, you know, a pearl of wisdom from yourself, please. Ooh, oh, that's put me on the spot. <laughs> I think um, I think it's, again, just going back to, um, you know, my, my raw feeding journey started, I think it was like four years ago now. And, um, you know, my my dog, Misty, she was kind of 18 months at the time of uh, making the switch. And, you know, I think the thing that convinced me was seeing the changes in her making the switch to raw um, from what was, a, you know, an, a, a highly processed food, but a very expensive one. You know, I wasn't feeding her, um, you know, an, a, a cheap one by any means. And seeing the, the change in her, in her mm. behaviour, in her, like, kind of physique and that and there was nothing that could convince me more than that and I think that um we're actually in a really privileged position at Paleo Ridge because we hear these stories from customers all the time and and so do many other raw, raw brands as well it's not just us um we get to see here witness firsthand like the changes that that that, that um that are made and I think sometimes it can seem a little bit too good to be true um when when you hear this and when you're talking to people and, you know, sometimes you feel like you have to temper that because you don't want... Yeah, you know, I certainly don't want people to think that Raw is just the... the, 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 the Holy Grail. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but, but, you know, and, and, and of course, like, you know, there, there are things that nutrition can't fix and, and there's always going to be a, a place for vets, there's always going to be a place for good nutrition and it's all about, like, how we all work together. It's not about like vets versus raw dog food companies it's not about anything and anything like that it's about how we find a way that we all work together we all uh want help happy healthy dogs and you know and and it shouldn't be about you know the one thing is the best way to you know um it, there's only one way to feed a dog that's not true we know that um no that is so true and some dogs, you know, don't do so well on raw. Um, some dogs are a little bit better off on a lightly cooked option. And, and that's because everyone's an individual, whether you're a human or, you're, or a dog. And that's also something I think is, is, is a good way to factor in. But I mean, for me, whole functional food is for me something I'm, I'm very, very passionate about. But uh, yes, yeah, so thank you guys for sharing all of this and uh, we better get back to the stand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Anna. It's been lovely chatting to you. Yeah, always. thank you, Anna. Thank you. Pleasure, pleasure. Thank you. That's our show, Mr Binks. What did you think? Yes, you are what you eat. You're quite right. Well... 
that was just a bulletin episode highlighting what is going on down at the London Vet Show. Tune in again on Sunday to catch another episode with Carolina Lupo from Petley. See you then. Bye for now.